Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, in uh, the flannel are you? I am the producer. My name is Matt Duncan, and welcome to December when this airs. Cheers. Yes. Um, <laughs> when you listen to this, uh, the Raptors will have played the Grizzlies, so yeah. you know, we're not commenting on that too much. But um, we are a Raptors podcast. We're, we're fans. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, comedians, actors, and uh, we have analysts on uh, sometimes. You know, a lot of times we have comedians or personalities. It's a good time. Thanks for listening if it's your first time. If it's not, thanks for coming back. Um, yeah. Maddie. if, uh, you know, people want to help us out, support us, you know, help us grow, uh, how are they going to do that? Dunkspodcast.com. That's our website with all our links for you to click. If you want to look for a podcatcher, we have them listed there. Uh, we've got our podcast network. If you want to click on that and see... The other podcasts that are going on at Sonar, or ours as well, you can listen there. Uh, that's cool. I'm not shaming you into doing any of that. But also, you know, we've got our link tree set up on Twitter and our Instagram, so everything is there as well in one nice, compact little place. Link trees are a huge thing now. We've got one. You can click on everything you need there, and you can get in contact with us and get the stukes as well as... Support us on Patreon if you feel the need to uh, throw us a couple of bucks. Maddie, thank you so much. You covered all the bases. And, uh, you know, always shout out to the Tukes. It's getting cold. Uh, I got him in a Ziploc bag. We got you back. mine. I've been wearing mine out there. And boy, has it come in handy putting up the Christmas lights and getting the oil changed oh, yeah. on the old snowblower. Ooh, it's snowblower season. Oh my God. I, you know, I should have, I should have really popped uh, some champagne for those listening. Maddie loves to blow snow. It's true. Uh, and I'm talking real Canadian winter, uh, you know, coming from the sky snow. Uh, this guy loves it. So, um, yeah. you know, if I ever did like a cross Canada, you know, like charity run or walk or whatever, it would be, be I'd be blowing snow the whole way, whole way. Yeah. You, you blow a trail of snow from West coast to East coast. <laughs> And folks would go wild. <laughs> I would honestly, it'd be so cool. It'd be, it'd be so slow. You it'd know, be, it'd be it's gonna take me a long time, but we're gonna it'd get take there. A lo- it'd take years, <laughs> I'd say. Um, okay, yeah, you have to like wait out the summer. All right, <laughs> okay, we'll get past the snowblower bit. I think. Um, <laughs> great pod. We got you know, Catherine Niker, Derek Dion Rain. Um, yep. Catherine's hilarious. Uh, Derek's also hilarious. Uh, works for CBC. Um, you know, we're, we're plugging stuff left, right, and center. So, uh, make sure you, you follow and support those people. Awesome people. Uh, you know, both not new to the pod either. So, uh, great discussions. Uh, we're talking, um, you know, 
we're talking like Raptors, but you know, boring franchises, uh, most entertaining players, uh, what you may be lamented about the championship season. If you're a Sacramento and, Kings fan, yes, we talk about you that put a your, lot. Put your safety goggles on. We weren't nice. I, I was nice. Others, you weren't. were the nicest. Um, yeah, I was the nicest. But uh, yeah, uh, I think let's get right into it. Uh, I'll say as I always do: um, Black Lives Matter. Stop Asian hate. Email your city councilors and defund the police and um, stay active. We have, uh, you know, a lot going on in the world. So, um, you know, be active, not passive and uh, get involved. Do good stuff. Here we go. Let's pop into this pod. Maddie, if you feel like we're good and ready to start this pod up, give me, you know, the words I always crave. Okay. Okay. All right, let's uh, let's fire up this episode two two three. I believe it is. Um, when you're listening to this, the Raptors will have already uh, played against Memphis for the second and last time this season. Hopefully, we win. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's fire it up. We got two amazing guests. Uh, she's done the pod more than anyone. She's a good friend of mine. We uh, we do the pickup uh, WNBA podcast together. Uh, we got an episode of that coming out this week. Uh, she's a writer for you know Mr. D. Uh, she's you know written for Son of a Critch for for a bunch of stuff, and she's a great comedian. Uh, she's gonna have an album coming out soon, uh, I believe. I don't want to mess that uh, mess that up for her, but um, yeah, uh, make make some noise even if you're at home alone. Give it up for Catherine Niker. What's up? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, every time I dance to that now, I feel like I just am the biggest uh, nerd of all time. And there's oh. no way. To... Sometimes I feel cool in life that, you know, I, I got to make that smoother somehow. You know what? I I love that you tell people to to get up, shout out, dance, even when they're home alone. <laughs> just to me for being on this podcast. And I just want to know if anyone listening is actually doing that. So if you are doing that for us, uh, let us know. <laughs> That's Catherine. Thank you very much. This is why you're a pro. Um, yes. If you are, I always say that. And if you're at home alone, going crazy for the guests, I really appreciate it. It's probably good for your health, you know, just to let out some, mm -hmm. some, you know, big vibrations and emotions. And um, yeah, let's, let's do it for this next guest. Uh, I'm always lucky to have him. Uh, he's a producer at CBC, a writer, a journalist. Uh, he works on a bunch of stuff you know. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Derek Dionorain. <laughs> See, this song feels more natural to me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> My shoulders, you know, have something to go to. I don't know. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me as always. I appreciate it. I'm in great company with you guys. Uh, I don't have the uh, incredible podcast mic set up that you guys do, but you know, I'm trying trying to match it with the with the sneaker wall behind me. <laughs> oh yeah, you got a sneaker wall. 
you know, you, you, you got some like nice frame photos. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say that's a snowboard, but that's actually just a cool looking mirror. <laughs> yeah, it's a mirror. But it does have a snowboard shape. It does. It's an arch mirror. Uh, shout out to Canadian brands that are making mirrors. I hope you deliver yeah. them on time. Wow. I think that's the first ever mirror shout out on the pod. Yeah, so. listen, I'm trying to get you guys sponsored, man. If Umbra, if you're listening, sponsor Confederacy of Dunks. <laughs> Please, you know, we really need we need that mirror love. It, you know, we can do a whole like, you know, self-compassion angle. Exactly. It would be great. Exactly. Andy, whichever, Casper, whoever. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. My, my guy's trying here. Um, OK, yeah, let's let's talk Raptors. Uh, Maddie, I know you're back there. You know, I don't need to do the whole existential. Are you back there thing? Please. Good, sir. <laughs> Give me your most delicious non-Aaron Bainsey Raptors sting. Hashtag RTZ. Whoa. Whoa, (laughs) that came in hot. The hashtag was like someone got in your face, you know? <laughs> I, I like the polite ask to assemble, though. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I had been hearing that for years. Uh, and Anna Sesmer was uh, on the pod, I, th- I think, about a month ago. And I admitted to, you know, not knowing what that word was. And we played it back. We figured out it is assemble. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I thought it was. <laughs> I just, it was one of those, like a song lyric. I'm just like, that sounds... Uh, <laughs> Matt's doing something crazy, um, but no, it's just a straightforward assemble. Okay, let's uh, let's get going here, um, Catherine. Let me go to you first, and uh, it doesn't matter. You know, I've been looking up some like health metrics and like games lost to injury this season, but I'm I'm more you know curious about like perception, and you know as far as health and and the Raptors injuries this year, like how important do you think? our health is to this particular squad? Well, I mean, it's kind of a funny slash trick question, even though I know you didn't mean it that way, because health matters to every team. Always. It always matters. But if you're asking me how much it matters to the Raptors this season, I'm going to say something very controversial and I'm going to say not that much. Uh, I don't want to tank, but maybe we want to lose. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. (laughs) Like, I want to try. I always want to try hard. Mm -hmm. I always want to be in it. But, you know, this this isn't our season. It's not meant to be. So, you know, there's no point in, you know, rushing people. I mean, there's never a good reason to rush anyone, mm-hmm. you know, back into back into the fold. I, we definitely miss OG. Absolutely. Some of these games we could have gotten had we had them, but I, I'm okay with it. I think I accepted the season for what it was before it started. And I think Scotty Barnes being greater than we thought. And, you know, we had some nice wins at the beginning that people have decided to like raise their expectations for the team, but I don't think that's necessarily fair. So I, I I'm just in it for the ride this year. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a good point. You know, if you, if you want a high draft pick again, potentially, um, or just if, you know, you don't think you're going to go all the way. Like why rush anyone back? Like why try to, you know, press wins out if, if it's really not that important, we've got a stronger East uh, clearly Messiah's, you know, prioritizing development. I mean, I think, you know, he, whoops, I did a hair flip. I did it the wrong way. Um, 
<laughs> you know, I think he, he he's prioritizing development like he always does, but I think he's pretty patient and Bobby, uh, you know, as far as this team congealing, you know, the, the tragic trade, which, you know, I didn't put as a question, uh, but I think that's, that's new news. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure of the details there. I hope everything is okay, but um, Wait, yeah, he Derek, got traded. No, no, sorry. I just, I, I feel like he's on the trade block and it's not Oh, yeah, exactly sorry, of secret. course. The yes, way you yeah. said that, I was like, oh, was there something I don't know? Oh, yeah. Breaking news. Imagine. Oh, <laughs> the Raptors make a big trade. I'm like, oh, who cares, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, where, where are you at, Derek, as far as like, you know, how much does health matter to this team? Is it just about kind of keeping everyone healthy long-term and not, I mean, I don't know. Fred, Fred's playing a lot of minutes. OG's playing playing a lot of minutes, so that seems to conflict that a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting scenario because I'm of two minds. I, I'm also much like Catherine. I do think that it isn't something where you're necessarily outright tanking, but if you don't have to necessarily make a trade like a Boucher or a Dragic right now, maybe just let them ride out the contracts to not improve the team a ton this season, to it, hopefully improve your chances and let the chips fall where they may come next summer. I understand that. But I think at the other hand, you do, it's significant, but not as significant as it was in Tampa, I would say, um, where health played a huge role. We, they were they were coming out of the bubble. There was mm-hmm. way more COVID concerns. People weren't fully vaccinated the same way. Um, so I think it matters, but not in the same sense that it did in Tampa. Um, I do think, however, it's important when it comes to development of guys, right? So you want Scotty to be healthy. You don't want him to have to continue with the lingering thumb issue uh, throughout yes. the season because you want him if i'm nick nurse and i'm Masai and bobby i'm trying to give scotty as many touches as possible i'm trying to get him the ball as often take as many shots as you like within your game so that we can continue to develop you because clearly you're ahead of the curve defensively but offensively it's still going to take some time for him to come around and as great as fred is he's not kyle right he's not necessarily going to have that you know, pick and roll game with him just yet. And, but I do think there's potential there. If, you know, Scotty can kind of be exist in that, you know, space that Serge did in the mid range mm-hmm. with his jumper. But the only way he gets there, the only way that you get the Scotty that we're hoping he can develop into is if he plays and if he's healthy. Um, so I think when it comes to the young guys, you need them to be healthy. You want them to be healthy. Um, and also for some of the older guys like Pascal, right? Like I think for, for Pascal, this is supposed to be a year to kind of get his groove back. Um, you know, he's, he's been hurt. He's been injured. The bubble really impacted him mentally um, mm-hmm. and emotionally as well as physically. Um, and then the soldier, the shoulder surgery over the summer. So I think for him, like, I think he very much also wants to play as many games as he possibly can and compete at the highest level because he's just still trying to find his footing again. So I think, is significant, but in the end of the at the end of the day, um, come next summer, I don't think the Raptors would be mad if they end up with a top five pick again. However, I think it also depends on the development of a lot of guys, and the only way they develop is if they're healthy. So, yeah, I'm 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 with both of you, and, and I think the only thing I'll add to that is that I feel like when it comes to Scotty, when it comes to you know Delano, you want them playing with the best version of the Raptors. So I think like I I want Scotty, you know, not having to carry too much of like the load for OG or Pascal for resting guys. And I also feel like there's a, there's a, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm, I'm I'm down with Fred. You know, I mentioned earlier, like always leading the league in in minutes. And I think if you don't trust Malachi, uh, if you don't trust Banton, you know, I, I get it to a certain degree, but I think, 
you know, in the same vein of like, hey, we, you know, if we're just developing, then why really press Fred that hard all the time? And, you know, I feel like health matters in that sense where it's kind of like we have some healthy guys that we're not using because I guess they're just struggling too hard. But I, you know, I feel like to get everyone healthy again, we might have to, you know, not have such, it's not like the, all the rotations are tight because for some guys it's not, but um, yeah, I think we could use a, a couple bodies or two. I feel like our roster's a, a person short. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, like, I think for the bigs, this defense is also pretty taxing. So that's kind of where I was thinking like health is like, our, like this team gives me the vibes of like maybe struggling with health all year. And I, I'm wondering what the, what the solution to that is. So I guess, you know, time will tell. All right, Derek, let's, let's stick with you. Uh, you know, classic Raptors Twitter. Um, we have this affection and this like longing, but also like see, sometimes like a hatred for former players. Uh, I think most people like or love JV. They should. Uh, he's awesome. He's 29. He's absolutely, you know, seems to be in his prime. He's averaging 19 points, 12 and a half rebounds, uh, two and a half assists. Like obviously the Pelicans are struggling mightily, but he's doing his thing. And he had an absolutely wild game, hit seven threes. Uh, and um, yeah, that just kind of got me thinking like, are there any moves, you know, whether it's like the Kawhi, Damar, Pirtle, um, uh, or, or Dewan uh, um, Wright or, or JV, or, you know, even like the moves in the margins there, like, is there anything that you feel like you regret about the championship run? Uh, personally, no, I, I totally understand. Like, I'm so happy for JV. I'm happy for his success. I'm so happy to see him flourishing, uh, you know, last year in Memphis and then this year uh, with the Pelicans. And it was clear what the Pelicans brought him in for, which was they wanted a big who could play in the paint, but also stress the floor a little bit more so than Steven Adams can, because Steven Adams is not really mm-hmm. known for shooting threes, nor is he really that good at it. Whereas JV is a slight upgrade in that sense, because as you saw last night, he can hit those threes, um, you know, when he's motivated and is in the right situation. Uh, but truth be told, I firmly believe we made the right decision with that trade. I don't think as much as I love JV and as much as I'm happy for him, that he brings to the table what Mark Gasol brought to us in that 2018-2019 season. Um, I think if you were to have JV in that full year with the Raptors and you run that entire season back and you have him in the postseason, I don't think he holds – Vucevic to the levels that we saw Vucevic play against Gasol and I don't think he plays as well against Embiid either Um, and I don't think we make it out of that 76er series with JV and and also to that point I think the reality of the situation is that especially when I think about the the chemistry and the relationship that JV had with other guys on the team, particularly Serge, there were already rumblings between the two of them, even though they both are really good friends and and they have a good relationship Mm -hmm. that Serge wasn't happy playing behind JV sometimes because he didn't understand why he would be coming off of the bench for JV. When in Serge's mind, he's like, I'm a better three point shooter. I'm just as good of a rebounder, if not better, I'm a better blocker. And even though people might say my best playing days are behind me, I think I bring more to the table than JV does. 
right? And in JV's mind, it's like, well, I'm finally getting an opportunity to really prove myself. We have a team good enough. I had a decent playoffs the previous year. Give me the keys, right? And I think it's much easier as a teammate to swallow that pill of coming behind uh, or playing behind Mark Gasol when you're looking at a guy who is a former all-star who has battled against you in the Western Conference for many years and is a former defensive player of the year. I think it's easier to build that chemistry and handle sitting on the bench behind that guy knowing what his resume is versus JV's. And so for that reason, I think we made the right decision. I don't regret any of the moves because, you know, if we didn't, if we changed something about how things went down, we, we may not be sitting here talking about an NBA championship right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, so many good points there. And I think, um, you know, I've always wondered what the complexion of the series, uh, you know, would, would, you know, especially when I run into people who will say like, you know, just like classic Raptor slander, will they say like, you know, Golden State was fully injured and then you could be that person who's like, oh, well, we didn't have OG. And, you know, it just does make you think about the different types of series. You know, like I always think about how Fred struggled mightily in the first two series. And, you know, he's basically really couldn't play against Philly, but then started getting it going after, you know, the, his, his kid was famously born, Fred Jr. Um, and then obviously it was just like flames against against Golden State and the boxing one. And, you know, there's so much type of, there's so many, you know, different avenues to go. And like, I, f- I feel like I'm mostly, you know, or, or you know, almost a hundred percent in the camp of being a Raptor fan for a long time and just like not being able to regret anything, like including, you know, signing Jeremy Lin, which, you know, he didn't play in the playoffs, but like this, all, all the choices it really felt like with Kawhi there, there was this attitude where we wanted to like bottle this potential opportunity and just go for it. And I feel like, Gasol was a part of that, you know, to, touching on some of what you said. I feel he came to the team. The team started passing more uh, and they were just the a defensive IQ was like ridiculously higher. Uh, and that's what he brought at that time, even though I think uh, he's playing for uh, Genoa now. And, you know, Gasol did fade. It was at the end of his career. But um, yeah, Catherine, you know, is there anything we were talking about the JV trade specifically but you know it can also be something else like is there is there any player that's that's no longer a raptor or anything that happened in that season that you kind of regret now <laughs> sorry i was trying to make a delon Wright joke and then i don't know i it left me hey, but anyway you got a uh, joke, it's always <laughs> welcome whenever you get it back you know i mean as far as jv goes look like I actually do think it is an interesting debate. Could we have won with JV? Like a lot of people are like, absolutely not. There's no way, but I like, we'll never know. Totally. All right. I mean, like, look, Gasol deserves a lot of credit and a lot of respect for his defensive effort, especially on Joel Embiid, but we mm-hmm. won that entire series by like a point. So, I mean, there is a lot of room for debate there. I mean, as far as regretting it, I mean, you can't regret the trade we won. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. You're going to regret the trade we actually won. I mean, it's not like we would win a championship this year if we had Jonas Valanciunas back on the team. Like, like that's the only thing missing for us now. Like, it's just so deeply short-sighted for people to be like, oh, we should have regret, we should regret this trade. Right. shouldn't have done it this that and the other like it's so laughable to me that like you you can't say you regret it you regret it that's just so 
deeply short-sighted. I mean, I'm happy for JV a lot. Like Me I, too. we it's- could use him now, although imagine how salty that would be for him. Like, I feel like everybody talks about DeRozan as far as like, leaving Mm -hmm. and then us winning the championship it's even worse for jv he was right there he was on that team to the midpoint of the season he gets traded he even comes back to watch the first game against orlando he like missed us so much i know that must have been so heartbreaking for him if like if we try to trade for him to come back now that would be so weird. I, I don't know. I love JV. I do miss him. He would obviously be amazing on this team. We haven't had a center in a long time. And so we miss that obviously, but I mean, it's just, it is what it is at this point. It's, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I feel like, sorry. Oh no. I just, uh, I remember talking to JV's friend at uh, one of Venice's, you flexing, Matt? I'm flexing Matt's a little flexing. bit here. I just just want to remind everybody. Remind everybody how he was disappointed he didn't get a ring. He wanted a ring because he was traded midseason. So I do find that hilarious that he was actually mad. Well, considering Nav Batia got a ring and JV didn't. I guess. Wild. <laughs> I mean, Danny has Danny Green even picked up his ring yet? Like, Not no, yet. that's still out there. Jay, you can get that. <laughs> Imagine Danny finally comes home. He's like, I'm ready. And it's like, no, JV got it last week, man. <laughs> it was hanging. It was hanging near, you know, Dwayne Casey's big rock for two years. You should have picked it up. <laughs> um, That'd be so funny if we saw JV in the future wearing like a championship ring that just says green on the side. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, uh, no, I mean, like I, I, I love JV. I loved his development. Like he was such a big part of that team. I was so sad when, when Draymond, um, you know, whacked him in the hand. Uh, it was like, it, you know, such a, just an aside, such a painful injury. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy for JV now. That's kind of I'm I'm with you both there. Like the one, so uh, I was just trying to you know get get playful with my own question here. I I feel like there probably wasn't really you know leverage to do this considering we were getting Kawhi, who was by far the best player in the trade. You know, there's all sorts of rumors about that trade about you know them uh, not wanting uh, Lowry, them wanting DeRozan. You know, San Antonio more than Lowry was a rumor at the time. Um, and obviously Gasol was a spur. So he was potentially coming back. There was, you know, a bunch of different stuff, who knows, but um, I, I feel like we had a surplus of centers uh, and we had, you know, JV Pirtle and, and Ibaka and, and we used Pirtle in that trade. And I think San Antonio probably really saw something in Pirtle. He was a high draft pick, but he's a guy I, I can't help but looking at. He's just, he's tight with Pascal. I feel like, there was stuff there. Like I, I, he was a big part of the bench mob, but you know, I, I just really enjoyed Pirtle as like a, as a basic, like you can do, I feel like he, he'd fit into this roster so well, you know, he, we wouldn't have to pay him that much. Um, he deserves money. I mean, obviously, but like, I feel like he, he's not a high end scoring center guy. Uh, so yeah, my cutesy answer to my own question is Yaka Pirtle. I feel like I wish if we could have offered up somebody else somehow, I don't know. Yeah. To, to add to that, though, I so I have two things. So I, like going back to the Gasol thing with JV, I think in like in NBA history, there's not that many like midseason trade deadline acquisitions that really like take a team over, you know, that hump. And even like in the last, I would say like maybe I don't know, 20, 30 years, like 
the only guy I can think of besides Gasol that got traded in the middle of the season and was like an integral part to a team winning a title is Rasheed Wallace. Mm -hmm. So like when I think about that trade for the Pistons with McDice and Billups and Rip Hamilton and all those guys, like they very much kind of resembled the sort of the path that the Raptors are taking. And they, they had a good core unit, great coach. We're developing, knocking on the door year after year after year. And then finally make this mid season trade that didn't seem like a huge deal, but paid all the dividends for them in the playoffs when it mattered most, when you needed that veteran leadership even more, when you needed that presence um, to have somebody like that. So I think that was good. The one move I will say to to give you actually a real answer um, is a move that we didn't do. And I'm mad because I think he should have done this and the Raptors would have done this deal was when Jeremy Lin came to the Raptors, they should have included Vince Carter in that deal. But Vince said no. Right. Because because he didn't want to like feel like he was just jumping on some bandwagon to to get a title. But in my sense, that would have been would have been great. Perfect, that would have been the perfect bookend. Like you come to Toronto in a trade from the Hawks with Jeremy Lin. Everything still happens in the playoffs the way that it does. Maybe you get a few minutes in the finals. You get your moment in the sun yes. with the Raptors. You can still contribute because he shot the ball better, better than mm-hmm. Jeremy Lin did. Truth be told, I would have taken Vince that season over Jeremy Lin at his age because he's a better ball handler. He's a better three-point shooter. And he could still actually create his own shot, even at his age. So I would have much preferred having Vince included in that package so that he could finally win that ring. And of all things, he ended up taking a picture with the ring anyways with Nav Batia. It was Nav's ring. So it was like basically Vince's ring. So like, I'm just like, I just wish that Vince had said, thank you, Atlanta. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm going to go play in Toronto, finish my career, win a title, still have the record for most seasons. I think he would have been tied with Dirk, but he would have still been up there for the longest active player in NBA history. And it would have been a perfect ending. Instead, he just went out in the like pre-bubble because the team, the Ox didn't even make the bubble, mm-hmm. and that was it, right? Like I just, I, I that's the one move that I think they should have done. And if Vince had actually just been willing to do it, it would have been great. I love it. Yeah, you know, Vince had. Uh, I've never, I've never been someone who's harbored like major bad feelings for Vince. I was, I, I was sore after the trade for like a couple years, but then you know, a decade in more later, Vince is still doing his thing. So I was like, man, this guy's the best. Um, and you know, he had such an unceremonious uh, departure. It, it, it would have been cool. I feel like, uh, you know, if he, if he had that, had that ring, I and mean, he's a really just incredible NBA player that I, I don't think will be forgotten. But uh, you know, you like to see him. I like to see like amazing NBA players, uh, you know, that aren't whatever going to be the MVP get a ring. It's nice. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's uh, talk some NBA. Um, but before we do take a, a quick pause here for our potential sponsors. And we're back smooth as always. Okay. Maddie, good, sir. Give me that Adam silver, you know, Foghorn, whatever you got, uh, ship-sounding sting. This is Adam Silver. Um, if you're checking this out on YouTube, uh, Derek's face said it all. That sound effect, the uh, Adam Silver thing, it's never really made sense. Uh, it's just <laughs> kind of weird. And um, cheers to you, Maddie. Uh, I, I, I'd like to be there, you know, 
you know when you create this i feel like uh, is a deep friends reference but like you're you're ross making the sound you know uh, i don't know if I, the nba is adam silver adam silver is the nba okay wow um <laughs> how dare you first of all no, i'm just kidding um okay maddie uh actually hop in here um because I want to hear your uh, your take on this one, um, and you know, go go serious, uh, whichever way uh, I'm interested. Let's start with you. Uh, let's start with you, Derek. Um, just yeah, straight up. Who's the most boring NBA team, and how should they spice it up? Or a franchise? Sorry, franchise. Okay. Well, see, this is tough because like I feel like the Pacers have been kind of whatever this year, and. Yeah. Detroit too, but then things got spicy with LeBron and they just been in the headlines ever since. And then mm-hmm. like Giannis was talking to Isaiah Stewart. So they're like not boring as much anymore. And Cade's back and like, you know, so there's still some headlines there. And truth be told, like every team is a bit boring and a bit interesting all at the same time. But okay. I would say probably the most boring franchise, and this is no disrespect to them, love them, is the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, um, nice. That was I, a tough I, I feel bad, but like DeMar's not there no more, so mm-hmm. I'm not really caring to check for them at all. Um, you know, I love Pop. I love DeJounte Murray. I'm happy to see him healthy after coming back from that ACL injury. Um, and, and I also just think about, you know, our, our guy, Josh Primo, um, you know, Canadian dude, good player, getting drafted there. So there, there's some good potential there. You know, they got KJ over there as well, late first-round pick, who who basically kind of seems like a Scotty Barnes type. Um, so I, they got things going on for them, but – they're hella boring. The uh, black, white, and gray jerseys are hella boring. I have not been checking for them. And I think my trick to spicing things up, no pun intended, is by bringing back the Fiesta style. Bringing back the Fiesta jersey. I know that the Nike did a great job bringing back the Fiesta City Edition jerseys with the, like, Taco Bell 90s-looking color paint swipes love on, the, on their jerseys. Um, I love it. I personally think it would bring a, a shot in the arm of, like, colorfulness and youthfulness to the team. I mean, they're going to full youth movement anyways. I know Pop's in his 70s, but the rest of the team is young, so why not go with something colorful, something bright, something flashy? You know, even throw back the court, too, because the court they used to have, like, teal in the, uh, on the outside, and they had the, you know, the paint swashes on the other side. So... I think, uh, yeah, I think I think the Spurs they got to bring the Fiesta back. I mean, that's the perfect answer. I, I I've always loved the Spurs for being this, you know, this model of like how to stay competitive in a small market, et cetera, et cetera. But they are boring. The colors are boring. Uh, the basketball right now is boring. Uh, they're you know don't have any big names. They have some up and comers. Uh, you know the Spurs are probably developing a bunch of guys well, but we're still not you know we're not seeing the fruit of that yet. Uh, and yeah, bring back the color. Bring back uh, lost Spurs or low Spurs. You know, and um, just I think like that's 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 good. That's what I was looking for for this answer. Spurs were my top answer. Pacers are also really good. Uh, I don't know if uh, that's where you're coming from, uh, Matty D. And and to anyone who's uh, watching this, um, Catherine, I think, just uh, had a fire alarm. Things are good. She'll be back when she can. It's a first. It's a first. You know, it happens. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, we gotta get... everything's fine. Oh, yeah. You come know back I and say. there's just I smoke everywhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I think things, I hope things are fine. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll we'll let you know, um, hopefully shortly. But uh, yeah, Maddie, Maddie, where are you at? Who's your most boring franchise? How do they spice it up? If it's also the Spurs, that's okay. Okay. 
Um, I know in the past I've had a real hate on for the Spurs, so I guess that mm-hmm. that seemed like the easy choice, but it's not actually. And my choice is the Sacramento Kings. And uh, I don't know. I don't know much about the Kings. I never have. All I know is that they're in a very busy state. There's three other teams, and the Kings are definitely at the bottom of those three teams, and they always will be, I think. Well, at least during the, you know, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson era, maybe maybe something will happen once those guys retire, but they're a ways off. And so what I think and how to spice up this franchise and that, you know, it's always fun to do this, to spice up the league a little bit is relocate out of California. I want them to go to Seattle and I want to bring back the supersonics. I don't want some new goofy franchise. Do what the Winnipeg Jets did. Bring back the Sonics. You never know. KD might turn his head and go, the Sonics are back. Might (laughs) jump ship, go back there to finish his career and then you know i i think they'll be in their uh their own state there's no other team in in washington right yeah just that one um no no there's no yeah. team at all um so yeah like i think that they'd have their own state they can you know detach from all the the glitter of the lakers and the clippers and the warriors and they've got some good young pieces to to help build uh, a good franchise there as well as some good net worth with their franchise so it's not like <laughs> wow you know they're taking some good money in it's not like the memphis grizzlies who are like the worst in the league or least valuable you know it's like you need someone that's got a little bit of dough who can you know get the good concessions get the good like uh <laughs> Seattle, get Frazier, get Kelsey Grammer to come down during the games. Yeah, that's a big part you of know? this for sure. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely my pick. Um, uh, Maddie, like just so much to unpack there. You really went hard on the pitch. <laughs> I, I feel like if you if that was your elevator pitch, like you hit the emergency stop <laughs> and you got in people's faces like about, yeah. like, I, and I love how the, the main suggestion for how to Sacramento spice it up is um, no longer exists. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> California. Hello, Seattle. Yeah, much better uh, weather there. Like, <laughs> I got a tip for you. You're done. You know? um, that's good. Uh, okay, um, my team. You know, I I I feel like I I was playing with uh, you know San Antonio was my, was my uh, number one pick, uh, but I was playing with a bunch of West West uh, West Coast teams, and I was thinking, you know, I think most of the East Coast teams like are generally they have something going on. You know, I feel like you could say Cleveland, but you know they have some recent success and some good players, and you know they're decent this year. My team, you know, uh, I'm going to go with the Washington Wizards because I feel like even though they're good, even though they have Beal um, and, you know, they're competitive this year, there's something about the Wizards to me that's always like – it's just kind of been like lacking in identity. Like when, when people describe the Eastern Conference always being bad, which I know is not the case this year, they're one of the teams that come to mind. They're, you know, and I, I guess the Bulls haven't been good in a while either, but the Bulls are just the Bulls. They're like one of the most iconic teams ever. So, yeah, for me, I, I'm going with the Wizards, even though they're good. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for Dinwiddie. Like, uh, th- there's a bunch of players, um, you know, on the Wizards I'm pretty happy for. Like, I like that they've found new roles and are doing well. And, you know, I, I, I'm rooting for, uh, you know, any non-major market. That's, you know, obviously Raptors first. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Wizards. 
Catherine, you're back. Uh, you know, we were having a good discussion. <laughs> I wasn't just vamping. I swear. Um, <laughs> it seems like you're safe. You know, uh, so I, I yeah. thought there was just some vacuuming happening in my in my building, but it turns out uh, they were doing some sanding. And then that was so uh, there's so much smoke in the air that the actual fire alarm went off. And then oh. uh, it seems to be off for now, but okay. there might be some more commotion. Anyway, uh, what we were discussing, a boring most franchise. boring team or franchise and, and how you spice it up. Mm-hmm. And yours yep. is the Wizards. Mine's the Wizards. Uh, you know, Derek came with the Spurs. Um, and, and Maddie D came in, um, with Sacramento and just his idea was to relocate them to Seattle. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing with the Spurs is that like boring is their brand. Yes. Uh, My answer was also the Kings. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you the last time I've watched a Kings game. I think even when the Raptors play them, I just end up being out like it's like one of the few games a year that I just magically miss all the time. Like sometimes like I talk to, (laughs) to friends and then they want to be like, Oh, like that Marvin Bagley should be on a different team. And I'm like, I don't even know what he looks like. (laughs) His numbers at all. Like there's just something about that team or I am just so out of the loop in every way. Um, they finally fired Luke Walton. I don't know if you celebrated that properly, uh, on last week's episode, um, <laughs> just, you know, light some fireworks for that. Hell just yeah. e- easily, um, the most unsurprising coach firing of all time. I think the only surprising thing was that like, why did it take so long? Um, so with that, um, I think the only way to make that more interesting is to relocate them or have an actual king, some royalty in the world, (laughs) go to a game, wear the king's uniform, and and then that would be interesting. Have to be the king of Spain. (laughs) King of Spain, the enter to Moxie Fruvis. Real life kings exist right now but uh, i'm not on top of my royalty like that but um some royalty they were originally part of the spanish empire i think so once i was the king of spain (laughs) (laughs) a lot going on matt's coming in hard with maxi fruvis references he's going deep in his bag I have a couple. Yeah, I had a couple thoughts, but now that's all I can think about. Without telling me you hate Sacramento. (laughs) What's that? We hate them so much. Moxie Fruvis is doing the music every game. He's doing the anthems. The anthems, yeah. (laughs) Hey, this isn't the bare naked ladies. If you're a Sacramento fan and you're listening to this podcast, you're like, we've been drafting well for a couple of years. I hate you guys. I'm never listening to this pod. But, um, you know, a lot lot of slander coming your way. And uh, I mean, it wasn't for me. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is is great, you know, so fast. and Yeah, they got um, good spot players. I said that. Buddy Heald? Yeah, you, you did. Yeah, that's fair. Um, oh, yeah. Buddy Heald. That's another guy. No idea what he looks like. No idea. I don't think I've ever seen him IRL or on TV. I, well, I've never seen that guy. Just know Buddy Heald is our Caribbean king. Okay. He's he's Bayesian. He's from Barbados. Okay. And he's got a really good smile. Okay. And great. you know what? Shout out Barbados for gaining yeah, independence. Shout out to Barbados from, for from getting monarchy. Really 
and for making Rihanna their national hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Yeah, maybe Sacramento should like just should just reach out yes. to Barbados. <laughs> Sacramento should relocate to Barbados. Okay, to Barbados. That they would one hundred percent become a free agent destination. Yes, People would yes. Absolutely go there. That Rihanna would be, could be awesome. their global ambassador. It would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. that's that's the that's that's the how you make it interesting. You hear yeah. that, Sacramento? We fixed your problem. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Catherine. Um, mm-hmm. Let's uh, what's what's my last question here? Um, oh yeah, just uh, you know, it doesn't have to be stats. Uh, but um, who is your most you know uh, opposite of boring? Um, who is your most entertaining player in the NBA? Who, who entertains you more than any el- anyone else? I mean. Oh, okay, I have a cool answer and a not cool answer from a lot of say two people. Sure. So I'll start with my not cool answer, and that is Trey Young. Okay, it's not cool to like Trey Young, but he is a very entertaining watch, oh, right? Yeah, like he just him. is. Like he just he is very entertaining. He's very flashy. Um, I I like when he gets all upset. And his face frowns. It just makes me smile for some reason. Uh, last year during the playoffs, I was referring to him as my my son, but that isn't like in a male way, like I own you or something. It's like no, like I gave birth to him and I care about him because I'm a I'm a woman. So sure. yeah, no, you really walked uh, yeah walked us through that thing. Yeah, I really that's how I felt uh, about uh, Trey Young. And then my cool answer is and my most entertaining player to watch this year has been John Morant. Uh, I absolutely love watching John Morant play. Um, I think he's so cool. I I just, I think he's very special. Uh, I want him to be an all-star this year. Um, I, the Memphis Grizzlies have been my favorite team to watch outside of the Raptors this year. And uh, yeah, I, I really look forward to that guy's future. Uh you know, New Orleans should have drafted him over Zion. That's my hot take. He is the Ooh. guy from that draft to have built around. And uh, yeah, John Morant. Uh, great answer. Jaw is awesome. That, you know, Memphis Raptors game was so exciting. Like just when he gets like, uh, you know, an extra step on someone and it turns into an NBA jam style dunk. It's like, wait, what the hell was that? Um, yeah. Great answer. Jaw for sure. Um how about you, Derek? Who's your your most entertaining player? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I was gonna say Ja. I'm also going to the game tonight, so uh, and I'm Ooh. sad that I'm sad that I can't see him because oh, injury, I know, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, Jaren Jackson should still be good, and and hopefully with Ja out, that hopefully means that the is Dylan Brooks in tonight. I think yeah, Dylan Brooks. Oh, should be there we go. Show. There he, he'll so, put on a show. He'll put on home. a good show. Yeah, yeah, hometown. But I'm gonna say okay. So exciting wise. Um, if I can't go Jaw because Jaw's basically like Iverson 2.0 with more hops, um, I'm gonna say Anthony Edwards. Um, I nice. hate that he, I hate that he had to post our boy Utah. Um, know. You know he that was bad, uh, but it's okay. That's life. Um, but yeah, and he's been he's been incredible this year. Um, he's been incredible to watch and also to see just like the excitement around Minnesota Timberwolves basketball. Like I I feel for any underdog franchise like ours, um, you know, that has really struggled and had a a really crappy management and luck in the past. And, you know, is North of the border is not supposed to be some destination city. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they've struggled a lot over the last several years, you know, with Wiggins and uh, you know, the passing of their coach and flip Saunders and everything like that. Um, and, And just to see that franchise, change and and the attitude change cat's attitude change d'angelo russell like 
just solely off of the strength of Anthony Edwards being a highlight every night, right? Is is yeah. is exciting to see. And and he's putting on great shows. He's putting on a dunk contest basically every night. Um, and I'm excited to Does see. Does he have a nickname, Anthony Edwards? Apparently, he's supposed to be called Ant Man. I don't know if Paul. No, Rodgers I don't like that, that at all. But uh, I mean, I, I was thinking I something like 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 the like the Grim Reaper, or something related to death, yeah, just for this amount of souls that he takes. Yeah, Katie had that. He didn't want that. He didn't want to be Slim Reaper because oh, Slim Reaper. Yeah. Yep. So basketball reference is saying Ant Man. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that one either. I mean, but you know what, though? I didn't necessarily love Splash Brothers in the beginning, and then that kind of became a thing. Yeah. So, right. so maybe it'll grow on me, but I think he needs a better nickname. Yeah, it kind of reminds me when Danny Granger was like, I'm Batman. Everyone's like, uh, you know, <laughs> fair enough. And he's like, I no, guess. I'm Batman. And like, okay, all right. Uh, so remember when, uh, when Pascal Siakam was trying to not be Spicy P, and he wanted yeah. people to call him P-Skills? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, and I think no he one calls him skills. I think he still does. Um, it's it's hard yeah. to fight the nickname. And then he was just it like, is. "Fine, I'll just release my own hot sauce with Nando's." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we need a Pascal Siakam hot ones Sean Evans episode. Hundred <laughs> percent. So like oh, that would be good. The yes. spicy P marriage. He'll pee out like, immediately. Probably, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think he doesn't even like spicy food. No, I Pas- Pascal's does. new nickname is Sean Evans. <laughs> after <laughs> that, um, okay. Every time nicknames come up and like fighting the nickname, I always got to bring up two quick things. Uh, KD fought Durantula, which makes sense, but there was yeah. one point where he asked people to call him the server, which I just find you know the funniest thing ever. Like he's serving everyone at uh, entertainment time or something. Um, that to me is weird, and then also Tim Duncan. Uh, I feel like this is such an old rumor that now I'm like, is this even true? But it's funny. So I got to say it wanted to be called Merlin and it never like caught on him <laughs> because he was like into like D and D or whatever. And we were just like, uh, I don't think you're going to call you Merlin and Shaq just like threw out a name like a couple years in. It's like the big fundamental. And everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, like I question honestly, like a lot of these guys and their nicknames, and then somehow the public just runs with. Like I don't understand. Like Shaq and Kobe are the only guys I've ever seen that just throw out nicknames, and then people are just like, "Yep, that's it." Yes, he's the Black Mamba. He's Superman. He's Diesel. He, and it's just like no one else gets to choose their own names. Like, I know you're you're not supposed to choose your own name. <laughs> yeah, like if that was the case. Like somebody would have called Trey Young like Angelica from Rugrats, and, 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 and or they would have called him the, the Cynthia doll or a lollipop head, and that would have just stuck. Um, lollipop head uh, needs to be like there because there's some silly ones out there, you know. Um, you know we got uh, oh what, what was I just gonna say? Um, Time Lord, you know uh, Robert yeah, Williams, that, like some weird yeah. ones. I don't know about that one either. That one's that's a weird one too. Um, yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's finish this off with some quickish questions. Maddie, hop in and give me that quickish questions sting. Quickish questions. Here we go. Quickish questions. Uh, lots of colors on the screen. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, I, I might, you know, misread something and it will be confusing. You have to roll with it. Uh, 
uh, you know, that's that's what's up. You got to let your your brains fire off. No stalling techniques. Uh, you know, Catherine, if your fire alarm goes off, fair enough. Maddie, <laughs> if your fire alarm goes off, I don't believe you. Oh. So, uh, you know, here we go. Uh, we'll do uh, Derek, Catherine, Maddie. Derek. Who would win a game of one-on-one between the two Maddie D's, Matt Duncan of this pod and, and uh, Matt Devlin. Whoa. Ooh, that's a tough one, but I'm going with uh, Matt Duncan from our podcast. Uh, Matt Devlin, a uh, great guy, but you know, he's liable to have throat issues on air. And uh, I, I think solely off of the strength of that and the Kortha Lakes uh, family, I think Maddie D from our podcast is gonna win that game. Um, it depends on how far though, if it's up to 11, yeah, Matty D. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matty I'd, D gave you the ding. I would really, I'd make that court extra dry. So, yeah, he'd be just choking out there. <laughs> no fisherman's friend in sight. Um, Catherine, what is a hip pointer? I don't know. <laughs> a hip pointer? Yep. I just imagine myself in a stance with like my hand on my hip and I'm pointing somewhere. Uh, that's the hey, this is quickish questions. Any answer counts. Uh, <laughs> that is not what anyone wanted. I think it's a deep bruise on your hip. I think it's, I think like it's a some kind bruise. of deep bruise, yeah. but uh, fair question. Um, oh. Maddie, yeah, should Gary add a P to his name and start demanding people call him Garpy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of like Garpy actually. It's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give that one a ding. <laughs> Garpy Trent Jr. Okay. Um, Garpy T. Derek. Yeah. If you were given Nick's pinky ring as a gift, would you wear it on your finger or on a chain around your neck? Ooh, you know what? Uh, I've met Nick in person uh, a few times. He's a great guy. Um, I think his hands are a little bit bigger than mine, so I don't think it would fit my pinky ring. So I'm definitely going with the necklace. Nice. Practical. Uh, Catherine, what's, you're getting all these weird ones. Um, what's a good, quickish question? Um, one where you ask me what a hip pointer is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and then the follow up to that, uh, Maddie. Yeah. Um, is that it says, ask the question provided in the question above. So, what is a hip pointer? You want me to ask that? That's what I'm asking you. It's getting <laughs> weird, man. <laughs> I believe that it is a centralized bruise on the hip bone that may inflame some other tendons, uh, joints, and, you know, overall, just doesn't feel good when you put a belt over it. I think it's just when you twerk to one side or the other. Yeah, yeah, it could could be that too. Um, Dr. Duncan coming in there. Um, Cheers. Matt, I can't believe you didn't give that a ding. It's true. Uh, I'm going to give it the Family Feud buzzer for missing it. Okay. That's for for Freddy. It's for Fred. Uh, Derek, which five Raptors... Uh, will win the most money playing as a family in Family Feud. Whoa. That's that's a really tough one, but I am going to go with the Van Fleets. The Van Fleets, I think, are winning it. Uh, you know, Pascal and his brothers, they, they're going to be up there. It's going to be, be close. But Goofing I'm, around too much. I'm betting on Freddie. I'm betting on his children. 
um, because they're too adorable to not win. Yep. Um, Catherine. Yes. What new hobby should I pick up? Or, or I guess the, the, the that's either me, that's, you know, whoever wrote the question. Uh, shout out, Randall. But um, yeah. what new hobby should you pick up? Yeah, I guess just what's a, what's a good new hobby? Aside from pointing your hips one way or the other. Um, yes. I'm going to go with, um, you know what you could do? You can do this hobby with me. This is a, an earnest answer. I reupholster furniture. That's my hobby. Oh. So you can reupholster furniture with me. Well, let me know if you need any fabric. My dad's been selling fabric for 35 years. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Look at she the your dad hot sells fabric? Hot shout out to Janice Fabrics. Whoa! <laughs> they actually own Fabric Land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're top of the pops. Like we're talking King King of Barbados or wow. you know, yeah, they're up there. Yeah, yeah, they're up there with the Fabric Land. Um Love it. Maddie, you're going to love this question, I think. All right. Uh, which NBA player would be the best guest on Succession, and what would be their storyline? Holy moly. Um, I think that a good guest would be... I think it would be, like, Kevin Durant, because he's so fickle with, you know, you just don't know which way he's going to go with his personality and stuff. And I think it would be like Kendall is trying to be cool and befriend Kevin Durant and is like showing off that he's like, you know, cool with the Brooklyn Nets and and they really don't take him very seriously. And then he just, you know, feels sad at the end of the episode like he does usually. Yeah. That, yeah. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> Okay, last question. So I'm just going to make it an all play. Um, and I'll say before the question, uh, we'll say NBA player or WNBA player. Right. Um, Derek. Yeah. Who's your favorite uh, NBA player uh, that shares your name? Oh, Derek Rose. Easily. Easily. Whoa. I, I even tore my meniscus just because. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a, some, some, some twin injury stuff going on there. Um, yeah, Catherine. Who's? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Who do, is there? A WNBA player with the name Catherine? I know the commissioner's Kathy Engelbert. So, but if you want to be a commissioner, <laughs> um, wait. Okay, you two answer, and I'm yeah. I'll, I'll let Maddie answer. Uh, could do a cat. Is there like a Anthony could, Towns? Could towns. <laughs> yeah, Maddie. Who's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. My favorite is when well, you didn't say first name, so I'm gonna go with my last name, Tim Duncan. He's my okay. favorite player because uh, he likes to wear like uh, sweatpants from Costco, and he was, you know, never gave a. I, I feel like him and I would just be lost in a sea of sweatpants together if we hung out, and that's a Duncan thing. You, you carry that name. You don't like to wear tight jeans and stuff like that usually. It's a it's a sweatpant world for Duncans out there. So Oh yeah, if you're in the top of the fabric, you know, empire, why <laughs> yeah. would you? Um, about the most luxurious leather sweatpants. Oh, Naga Hide is actually a big uh, fabric. There you go. My dad sells. Wow, a lot of fabric. Can we, can, we a, can we do a sweatpant check? Can confirm? <laughs> yeah. Can, can we look into that? Um Catherine <laughs> Did, did you find There's Catherine? O- I've only found one named Catherine uh, Kreveld. Okay. Uh, and uh, she played in the WNBA. I don't even know when. 
2005. <laughs> Fair nice. enough. You know what? This, that's uh, it, baby. Hey, that's you, you. You did the research. You made this question work. I probably didn't um, even pronounce her name right. I'm sorry. I just looked I, at her Wikipedia. Apparently, she uh, she was a top ten uh, uh, three point shooter in the league at one point. So there you go. Forty one percent from three. That's you. It's not bad. Derek, Love that. Making that question work, um, buddy. Thank that's you. the end of the pod. Thank you so much. Uh, and, you know, thanks to everyone who's been listening, sharing. We've been, uh, I keep saying it, saying it, we've been growing over the past, like, you know, couple months, really, especially. So uh, thank you. Uh, we, we appreciate whoever's sharing it, however you're doing it. Um, let's, uh, let's go to you first, Catherine. What's up? Uh, you know, you had your album recording a little while ago. Uh, I don't know if you want to, if you have a date for that or whatever, or if there's any shows you want people to check out. Uh, I don't have a date for the album yet. Uh, it'll probably come out early spring. It'll be called I'm your number one dad. So please be sure to check that out once it's out. Uh, in the meantime, uh, my NBA podcast is called Buckets and Tea. Uh, we put out episodes weekly. And uh, the WNBA podcast that Freddie and I have called The Pickup, we've done an off-season uh, recap episode that'll be out uh, at some point this week. So you can check that out as well. Sweet. Um, what's up, Derek? You know, you, do you have, do you have uh, anything you want to plug? Any message uh, to people? I don't have anything I want to plug uh, other than, you know, I hope everyone stays safe and stays healthy. We're, we're still very much in a pandemic and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, health is of the utmost importance because without that, you can't do anything else. Um, and if I'm going to plug anything, I am plugging uh, Catherine's upholstery business. Go support her. Uh, <laughs> if you got any furniture or chairs that need to be reupholstered, yes. hit her up. And also hit up Maddie D's family for <laughs> that fabric. Uh, shout my out to family. Janice Fabrics. Is that what you said? Uh, Janice uh, Fabrics. Yeah, my dad's a yes. sales rep. Uh, there you go. Shout out to them. Support them. Get that furniture. Get that fabric from Maddie D. Then get that furniture reupholstered from Catherine. There you no. go. Get wow. it. Get it um, now, man. Prices are going up. It's crazy out there. Yeah. Cyber Monday deal still. Cyber at Monday. <laughs> Derek, you know, you know, is giving you no excuses. He's always giving back um, so much generosity. Uh, again, thank you, everybody. Good time. Good pod. Uh, and, and Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay.